Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Free Thought. My name's Fernando, and today's topic title is Is Bitcoin a Scam? So even though Bitcoin keeps hitting all-time highs, what is the actual underlying value of these coins and do people actually know what they're investing in? This episode sort of provides a holistic view of cryptocurrency and Bitcoin and it's sort of a different perspective uh, to the episode I did with Ben, which was more of an optimistic episode, whereas this is a bit more pessimistic and a realist view in my opinion. So to discuss this episode, I've brought on my guest Will, who's um, who I've known since secondary school and it's been a bit weird because every one of my guests have been from secondary school so a bit of a throwback but yeah i'll let you introduce yourself will yeah this is a bit of a throwback um hi everyone uh, i'm will um known fernando since secondary school uh i currently work uh, for one of the big four in the corporate tax team in canary wharf and i'm really happy to be on thanks perfect man so yeah no um will reached out to me recently actually saying how he had sort of a different perspective on crypto and so we jumped on a call, had a really interesting chat. And I'm not going to lie, like we could have just recorded the episode there. Um, but yeah, anyway, how are you doing, man? Yeah, I'm not doing too bad. Uh, enjoying the weekend. What about you? Yeah, not too bad, bro. I'm just getting used to the old uh, podcasting business. Like I copped him a new mic recently. So luckily for everyone listening, you can actually hear my sarcastic voice in HD. <laughs> um, yeah, it does sound good. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, I guess first question, let's get into it. So how did you get into the whole cryptocurrency business like what is your uh, background with cryptocurrency sure um so i first really got into crypto um just as a fluke um i was just on the youtube recommended and this was around about in 2016 and i remember seeing a video about um just some random guy saying about how he thinks bitcoin is going to explode in the future and about how it can change the world and i remember watching it and i was like oh my goodness this is this is insane so I went down the classic rabbit hole of looking at all the recommended videos about Bitcoin. <laughs> and I remember going into my parents' room, and, and this was just when we moved, moved into our new house. And I was like, right, I think I really want to invest in this. And my parents have never shot me down quicker saying no to just save my money. And I guess that's fair enough because I was like only like 16, 17. But I, I really just fell out of love for, for like crypto for like a year. And then in 2017... Um, I started getting back into it and uh, I started joining the community, um, talking to people who like are in the social media, like crypto community, like Ollie245, um, who's quite big in the crypto scene in the UK. And yeah, since then, I've always been following it. I've put in like a, a fair bit of money in as well, which I did eventually take out, uh, which I guess we'll go, go on to in a bit. And yeah, I've just always been like really intrigued with the whole concept of cryptocurrencies and blockchain. And I just wanted to basically come on to give a different view to Ben because Ben was extremely bullish about the future, whereas I am more bearish and think that it's mostly just hype and marketing. Yeah, let's just give a quick definition. So bullish just means like the stock or whatever asset is going to keep going up and then bearish is just the stock or any asset keep that's going to keep going down um, as time progresses. So, um, yeah, so this is more of a pessimistic uh, viewpoint. I mean, it sounds like you got, in, you got into crypto at such a young age. Like, <laughs> I don't know, like, how did you even have money? Oh, you wanted to borrow it from your parents, didn't you? Mm, yeah, I had like a little bit saved. And yeah. I went in and I was like, I just really want to buy one. And I think at the time it was around about $1,000. And yeah. um, they were just like, no, you need to save that money. It's not good investment. Like, that there are better things to, that I should be saving for, like a house or whatever. 
Um, but yeah. as I got a bit older, I think I was 18 when I first bought um, a bit of Bitcoin. I remember going to Coinbase and just buying like small, like 0.02 uh, Bitcoin or whatever. Yeah. And I would just do that. And like at one point I had like 0.9 of a Bitcoin, which doesn't sound like a lot. But if you see the news now, you'll know that's that's like something like $45,000. <laughs> More than that, mate. It's like 50, 60. Yeah. It, it is insane. I, I could never have imagined, like, since when, when I first bought mine, I would have never imagined $50,000. Um, it is really insane. Yeah. I mean, even if you put, like, $1 in in Bitcoin, like you would have, what, 50x'd mm. your investment? Like, yeah. That is absolutely ridiculous. It, um, yeah, but, crazy. yeah, I mean, I mean, given all of that, given all of the hype, given all of this, like, incredible, like, opportunity making so many different millionaires why do you not like it then so what's your primary reason so i think i think just jumping on what ben said about how bitcoin as a whole can transform the financial economy for the world i just don't think that's possible i think for bitcoin to take over and um take over fiat currency like uh the pound the euro the yen the dollar Everyone, every bank, every institution, the governments would have to take on Bitcoin. And that just won't happen. There's no way that Bitcoin is big enough to transform the world in that way. It's because there's there's a few reasons. The PayPal CEO, Bill Harris, basically said the volatility alone makes it useless as a payment mechanism. And this was when it was about $6,000. Imagine you wanted to buy something and you buy it for a certain price, and the next day it drops 20% in value. What do you think the manufacturer or the, the shop that sold you that item, what do you think they're going to be thinking about taking Bitcoin on? It, it just doesn't make sense because the, it's so volatile that the reason why fiat stable currencies work is because you buy something for £10, and then in a year it will be worth basically the same. So you don't want to have um, shops selling things where the next week it's going to be 20% less because then they could have made 20% more for the same item, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, no, I completely um, see what you mean by that, to be fair. And I guess there's two points that I've thought of um, that you could potentially talk about. So the first one is, so you know China's um, creating a, their own digital currency mm. that um, they're going to try and use in their economy. So what what do you think about that and the future of cryptocurrency so i don't think china if the cryptocurrency was made solely for china i don't think it would come to the western world solely because of the politics around that lots of cryptocurrencies i imagine are created in china but whether they will be able to take over currencies in the western the western world that we know i just don't think that that is possible i think it is just an alternative or something which you may use on a whim or a, a niche sort of uh, a niche it's definitely a niche currency there's no way that the pound is ever going away yeah yeah no that makes sense but do you not think that um because do you not think that china is sort of a first mover and do you think that other countries might adopt it maybe not china's cryptocurrency but they might create their own that possibly but what is the end game there has to be ulterior motives um like like i like with the volatility, how would a country be able to have a currency which is always fluctuating in price? Because then they wouldn't be able to lend money because 
if that money would increase, they've given too much, or if it would decrease, then people would be wanting more. I, I don't understand how they would be able to manage keeping the currency at a certain price. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, I guess that's what stable coins are for, right? So they're tied to fiat currency, but then it goes back to your point that they are tied to fiat currency, so they're not fully as cryptocurrency. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, that's very, very interesting. Um, and I guess it's a second point I had to what you said earlier was Bitcoin obviously tried to be an actual currency. Mm. However, they've sort of failed at it because of the limit supply in the world. Yeah. Um, but do you not think that they've sort of opened the way or opened the floodgates to new cryptocurrencies that are based off maybe Bitcoin or Ethereum that would be able to in the future act as a form of monetary value, which is stable, which can be um, transacted without an intermediary such as a financial institution? I think that's a, that's a really good question. What I personally think about Bitcoin is I think that as an investor, you will only solely look for as Bitcoin as an investment. The technology with Bitcoin, as amazing as it is, isn't what gets the headlines. The reason why people invest in it is because of the marketing around it. Around um, Bitcoin now wasn't just some niche things which were used on the dark web or just by like a very few percentage of people. Now it's being like recognized worldwide. Uh, and I, I, can't, I can't see cryptocurrencies really changing the, the world. There's a difference between cryptocurrencies and blockchain. I think cryptocurrencies would be the monetary aspect. So buying something... Um, using a cryptocurrencies, cryptocurrency, sorry, that could be possible. But is it one that we, we've we seen now? I don't know. I, I just I just don't think so. I think it will just be the financial uh, institutions and the banks creating one which is universally used, not just um, something which people may use at a few shops or, or certain places online. I guess what you said about you can't imagine it being used in the future like we couldn't imagine uh, the internet being such a big part of our lives we couldn't imagine using a computer every day to work we couldn't imagine um, driving electric vehicles but here we are mate <laughs> that, that, that is true it's just i just it it, it isn't possible because by are we saying that we're going to have cryptocurrency as a secondary payment method or are we saying that cryptocurrency is going to take over the currencies that we we know and use every single day because if it's the latter then possibly we could possibly have a cryptocurrencies which the banks allow us to um exchange for pounds and it's not just a currency where we go onto coinbase and buy where we can actually go to yeah. our banks and everyone can buy um but if it's something to replace the currencies that we have at the moment i don't think that that will happen ever because it would it would take such a change in the world, um, and what would happen to the old currencies? Would they just change to like change to digital currencies? I completely agree with what you said. Like the financial institution or the financial sector is, I think, is one of the oldest industries in the world. So, just trying to change that by creating new cryptocurrencies, um, it will be an interesting thing to see. Um, I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm I'm quite excited to see uh, what will happen in the future. But yeah, I mean, we could sort of go into the uh, investing side now, because I know you mentioned a little bit about it. Um, but in terms of investing in cryptocurrency, I know I remember you telling me about the sort of um, deregulate or like 
the fact that it's not regulated. Do you want to talk yeah. a little bit more about that? I think, yeah, sure. Um, so I think the main problem is that because cryptocurrencies can be created by anyone, there is there is for a precedent um, that they can just be pumped and dumped, which basically means um, a whale could buy a large supply of the cryptocurrency and it could buy it relatively cheaply because they could buy one which is very unknown with a very small market cap. And they could buy a large percentage of that cryptocurrencies, uh, of that cryptocurrency, sorry. And with the ways of social, the way that social media is going, it is possible that they could pay a social media influencer or they could pay for advertising on Facebook, Twitter, whatever, and advertise that cryptocurrency heavily. So lots of people, lots of average retail investors become interested in it. Uh, and once that happens, then people will start putting little bits of money in, which will drive the price up. And then once people see a cryptocurrency is is gaining traction, and you can see by the um, the, the amount of uh, money is being traded in this cryptocurrency each day, then more and more people will just flood in. And then what can happen is the whale that bought all of the tokens really cheaply can just liquidate it all. And everyone who bought because of the fake hype, because of the market manipulation, have just lost basically the majority of their investment. And I'm not saying that is the case with Bitcoin, because even though there are some absolutely enormous whales, even countries who have massive Bitcoin portfolios, who could probably drop the market by 10,000 if they if they sold, sold it all to make a really good profit. It's more of the altcoins, which people are more interested in because they think, well, Bitcoin's 50,000, I can't afford one of those, but I can afford 100,000 of this cryptocurrency, or I can afford 10,000 of this cryptocurrency. But they don't know if that cryptocurrency has been audited. They, I imagine, wouldn't have read the white paper or wouldn't have looked at the financials of that company. And they don't really know anything about it. All they've seen is the social influencer promoting it, saying this is the new cryptocurrency, which can triple in value times 10 its value. And that is a common thing. But because it's not regulated, because I just don't think it's because I think it's so difficult to regulate, no one's really going to audit the influencers so they can just keep doing it. I don't know if there. I, I don't know. I will have to do some more reading. But you might be able to tell me if there's any laws in in like. Uh, do you have to disclose if a company has given you cryptocurrencies? Because who can trace it back? It's not like it goes into your bank account like a paid promotion. If if Coca Cola wanted to pay me a hundred pounds to promote Coca Cola, that could be really easily audited because on their financial statements they'd be able to see that they've given me a hundred pounds and you'll be able to see the video or whatever that I've said to buy Coca-Cola. But because cryptocurrency is decentralized and is not regulated, they could easily just send $100,000 worth of cryptocurrencies to your ledger, and no one's going to be the wiser. Yeah, no, you bring up a very good point there, to be fair. And um, I remember we were talking about um, one prime example of that is uh, Elon Musk. So mm. the fact how he's, um, I guess, tweeting his tweets and that is, I guess, changing the cryptocurrency prices. Uh, do you want to go a bit more in depth about that? So when Elon Musk posts a meme um, about Dogecoin, people just think that might be just a funny post that he's done. But in actual fact, what he's trying to do is drive up the price. And I don't know if he's disclosed. I don't think he has because I do um, look at his tweets quite often. 
I don't think he's disclosed how many Dogecoin he has, but I imagine it is an absurd amount. And I imagine because of his tweeting and because it has increased by over a thousand percent in the last few months, um, I think that if he were to sell, he would have made an absolutely gigantic profit. And that is a problem because if Elon Musk can do it, then everyone can or every large uh, media influencer can promote something and make an absolute killing without really telling people the risks. Because I think lots of people who bought Dogecoin don't really understand the risks of cryptocurrencies because at the moment, all it's doing is increasing. But there have been times where cryptocurrencies have literally gone to zero and have dropped 70%. And I think that is a genuine possibility in today's age that we might see Dogecoin and Bitcoin really dropping maybe 20-30% in the future because there has to be a correction at some point and maybe when people realize that Bitcoin isn't as valuable as people think because most of it is just the hype hype of owning Bitcoin is that outweighs the actual like use case and that's the same for Dogecoin what can Dogecoin even be used for stocks that go up a thousand percent might be companies who are doing really well or producing something which is going to change the world, not just a, a coin of a dog. So if that Dogecoin, <laughs> <laughs> if that Dogecoin is going to drop like 70%, which I think it will, people will be like, oh, well, I've just lost all this money because I took like Elon Musk's advice or whatever. Yeah, no, I completely get that. Um, I remember he did a tweet um, a while back. It was um, for a company called Signal something about signal and everyone just piled into um what they thought was signal but it was actually the wrong company and then this <laughs> just like random ass company just like had their stock price increase like so much just because of that one tweet yeah it's insane it's crazy it's such a really great area though in my opinion because he's just saying stuff off twitter is he not like he's technically not actually insider tra- well he has insider training but he's not doing it through like a financial institution so it's just a really weird thing like how do you what how do you solve that Because it is so decentralized, and this is one of the problems, because it is so secretive, I think it is difficult because like the example that I gave about the company just sending um, cryptocurrencies to your ledger, if someone was going to speak to Elon Musk or someone and say, yeah, you do this and I will just send you a million dollars on Bitcoin, how can anyone trace it? Like without knowing Elon Musk's like Bitcoin address, and I imagine he has a lot. Um, how can you regulate it? If someone's just going to send something which is like untraceable, it's the same thing why people use it on the black market to buy like bad things. How can you regulate it if it is so secretive? And I think that is a problem. Obviously, I want something to be like, if you want it to be decentralized and you want to be able to not have the government like snoop into your bank account, then that's fine. The The problem is with this is because it's so decentralized and so, I guess, secure, if someone was going to do a promotion for a cryptocurrency, there's no way that you'd be able to find out how much they were paid unless they disclose it. And because it's cryptocurrency and they're not audited on their cryptocurrency balances, then it's difficult to really like know what to believe. Yeah, I think it goes back to the idea of like cryptocurrency not even having like a fundamental value and it's like hard to actually value uh, something like a Bitcoin. Um, but yeah, just going back to Elon Musk, like um, I think his tweet about what was it investing like 1.5 billion into tesla uh of bitcoin from tesla Mm. um 
is interesting because the this price of Bitcoin skyrocketed again as soon as he tweeted that. And that technically, I mean, if you look at it from his perspective, he's just invested 1.5 billion. That's just increased 20% as soon as he yep. tweeted that out. Yes. That's insane. And don't you think that's a bit like... No, I don't want to say dodgy because dodgy isn't the right word, but don't you think that's slightly unethical where he knows that because of his following, it's going to go up and he could easily pump it 20% and then just dump it straight away and make 20% on that 1.5 billion. Or if I don't know if it increased, like if, even if it increased 10%, to make 10% on 1.5 billion is insane. And don't you think that's a problem um, if he can just do that with like a click of his fingers? yeah man i think yeah it's it's a very complex question to go into because that just goes into like what policies do you have to uh, implement to um i guess stop this and does that mean limiting his freedom of speech which is like a whole another story because like you see uh, people like trump getting banned off twitter and that sort of is seen as a, like a violation of freedom of speech so if mm. you do if you restrict what elon musk can say or any other influencer that um, has influenced the price of a cryptocurrency or any other asset does that then go into other moral questions that you have to try and tackle which is even more effort than it might be worth i don't know if you promote a cryptocurrency i think you should disclose what your motives are and i think elon musk should disclose how many dogecoin he has or when he's going to tweet something at least say that he owns dogecoin without just posting a meme and that's the problem because it's something so menial as just a picture. People might not realize that what he's trying to do is just drive the price up, which he is, because there has to be some financial incentive for him to do this because he has got enough money that he doesn't, he doesn't really need to do this. So there has to be some other motive why he wants to increase Dogecoin, which, like I said, is a meme stock, which doesn't have any value because you can use it barely anywhere and doesn't provide any blockchain technologies which is going to change uh, which is going to change the world it is really just like a token with a dog on and that's simply what it is <laughs> yeah no i completely get that but i guess you could see it from another perspective right so um he might be tweeting all these memes or or talking about dogecoin bitcoin and that would in turn get more PR, get more um, news on these cryptocurrencies. And that mm. might bring more attention and people would want to know more about it. So then people more aware about it and maybe the financial implications, maybe the future of Bitcoin, um, different cryptocurrencies and just how our world might actually change from it. So you could, I mean, see it from a little bit more of like a positive, optimistic light. But I guess I get what you mean with that financial incentive. Mm. No, I, I definitely agree. I think since uh, Bitcoin has been rising so rapidly, um, like in 2020 and in 2021, so many retail investors have put money in now that it's just going to be difficult to imagine for those people that have put money in to see their like portfolios go negative by 70%. And I know that I see, I see all the time people saying that it's just going 50, it's going to go from 50k to 500k or 50k to 100k. And that's going to happen within the next year or whatever. I don't think it will. And I would be very interested to, to see what happens. But it's I highly doubt it's going to just go from 50k to 100k. There will be a correction. And from my experience, if you look how cryptocurrencies work, there is a massive rush of people. But then the hype does die. And then 
that does call people to be like, you know what, I, I've made 20%, I'm going to sell it. And then a lot of people see that the price is going down, which causes them to sell just to take their profits because they, they probably have made a, a decent profit. And then it will just bring the price down and then it will just stay stable for a little while until the next bull market. And we have been in a bull market. 2020 was a bull market and 2021, that well, the start has been a bull market. But will it stay like that? Probably not. There will be a correction at some point. Yeah, I mean... Do you think it's a Ponzi scheme then? Well, blockchain, no. I think blockchain isn't. Uh, Bitcoin, um, not really. But the majority of altcoins, yes, 100%. Ben said it best last podcast that anyone can create a cryptocurrency. So without actually looking at the financials or actually looking at the technology in depth or to see an at least a working project, like if you can't see that it's actually working, then it's worthless. Because someone can just say, yeah, this cryptocurrency, you can send money in less than a second. It's the most safe. It's the most secure cryptocurrency ever. It's going to overtake Bitcoin and Ethereum. But without actually seeing anything in practice, then it, then it is just simply words on a page. And the vast majority are exactly like that. They are teams who are incredibly smart at marketing. They know what to tweet at the right times. They know what to show and what not to show. That's what keeps people interested in that cryptocurrency. But if you look deeper, it is simply just a token which you can trade on Binance or Coinbase or whatever, and not something which is going to be used by anyone. (laughs) Yeah, no, that does make sense, to be fair. I think... It's just such a big topic at the moment that you can't really avoid it. Um, And I think it's good to have a healthy pessimism over it. But I guess I don't think there's anything that we can do about it. It's just like, where do we go from here? So it'll be really, really interesting to see what happens with all this cryptocurrency, Bitcoin uh, business as well. But I guess um, we can move on to some stories now, because I know you said you had some stories Mm. um, that you wanted to share on this podcast. So yeah, mate, go for it. So I think the main one would just be um, a roundabout bolt. So this is a personal story. So after I had invested in Bitcoin, I just stayed with Bitcoin for a little while. And I invested at Link when it was under a dollar. And um, I think it was I think it was exactly one dollar, sorry. And I remember um, when it went from one dollar to two dollars. And that was because they had a partnership with Google. And it wasn't it wasn't the partnership which people were interested in. It was simply the tweet. And I remember it going from one dollar to two dollars, which doubled my investment. And I was like, oh my, this is the best thing I've ever like happened to me. And I was like jumping up and down because I had like made all of this like money on on my Binance account. And then one of the things with altcoins is, is someone can tell you that this is the next 100x. And if you take their advice, it's really difficult to get back into your previous investment. So what I did is I sold all my link and I had around about uh, like 2,500 link. And I don't want to have a look at how much it is now. do you know how much it is, Fernando, now? Like per link? Um, it's about £25, mate. That that actually genuinely makes me like, it, yeah, I've just learned it's £26. Pounds. Jesus um, Christ. So yeah, that is quite upsetting. So after I'd sold that, I moved into something called Bolt. And Bolt was um, an app which I, you could actually download on the App Store. I think you can still. And it was basically YouTube for sports. And it sounds as bad as it is. Um, It is literally just uploaded YouTube videos, re-uploaded YouTube videos on this app. But because I thought that 
I thought that this was like, I was like, this is the next YouTube. I was like, this is, this is going to be the next, like next big uh, media um, streaming service. And I was like, it's only one cent per, per token. I was like, you know what? I'm going to sell all my link. And I went all in on Bolt and it did absolutely nothing. And it, it <laughs> stayed at the same price for maybe seven, eight months doing nothing. And then I just got bored. I was like, you know what? I'm not going to put it in anything else. And I took the money out. And then as soon as I did that, everything just started kicking off. And whilst I was hoarding Bolt, I was seeing Link do absolutely crazy things like go to six, seven dollars. So I think that is that is the best example of someone who had something really good like Link. Or, and if I had kept it, I'd have made like a lot of money, but then sold it because of just some stupid advice. Yeah, I mean, mate, you might as well just yeah keep your money away from crypto because I don't want my money dipping, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe I'm just um, unlucky. Yeah, you you got a curse, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, do you have any other stories? Uh no. You can think of no. All right, okay. I'll cut that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah okay. just just leave that in. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Well, well, anyway, well, um, it's been really interesting talking to you again. Do you have anything else to say before the end of the episode? Um, not really. Just thank you very much for having me on and uh look out for Space Yellow coming soon. Ooh, bit of a teaser, <laughs> mate. Um shameless plug. <laughs> but yeah, no, thanks for coming on and yeah, take it easy guys. Peace. Thank you. Thanks for listening to another episode of Freeform. Give it a follow and review if you liked it, and also follow at Freeform Podcast on Instagram and TikTok uh, if you want to stay up to date with the podcast. And I'll catch you in the next one. Peace.